Lights, camera, action. Hi, I'm Danielle Isaya. Welcome back to another episode of Mixed Take, a world outspoken podcast where we discuss film, television, entertainment, representation, and why we think it's worthy of deeper conversations. And I'm Robert Rivera. In today's episode, we're highlighting Pacific Islanders who've changed the game in Hollywood. We'll discuss some of our favorite actors, including Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Momoa. So sit back as we press play on this episode of Mixed Take. You know, Donnie, before we jump in, I actually have a a question for you. Did you um, by any chance catch the Super Bowl halftime show? I did catch the Supertime Halftime yeah. Show. Just quick thoughts. I know I, I, we're going to – I don't know if this will be – we're going to mention this later, but I know uh, The Rock kind of uh, started off the game by giving a, a charge to the two teams. Did you see that, the little pep talk that he gave? It was so WWE. It was, it was, <laughs> was, it was like, wild. This, it was this wild is stuff. awesome. Yeah, for sure. But um, uh, what I, are, I, w- what? I was kind of wishing that he was like in a ring – and there was like more spotlight type of, you know, a little bit more, more theatric, but I absolutely loved it. Yeah. What did you, you think of that the halftime show? Oh, the halftime show was awesome. I mean, honestly, you know, it was, it's funny because when you watch one halftime show, it makes you like start to be like, wait, what ha- what other, you know, halftime shows have there been? So exactly. I think we probably watched 20 different halftime show performances after that one. And so I actually like mixed them all up. So I don't even know who this year. Oh, it was like Snoop and uh, Dr. Dre and You're Eminem joking. and Fifty Cent. Right and... Now. No, yeah. no, I, I literally forgot for a second, but now That's I remember. Hilarious. Well, today, Donnie, we are actually we're sailing into the Pacific. We're going to get specific about Pacific <laughs> yeah, Islanders. Yeah. Yes, sir. And um, we're gonna. I want to start off before we jump into uh, the Rock. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. First of all, I just want to say I love Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he is really lovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of weird to say, right? Because he's he's a. T- I mean, he looks like a scary dude. If if you were to for sure, just like his like if you don't know him, massive you guy. Just, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You know what? So. Uh, I think what's so powerful about these two guys is um, number one, when you think about representation, you know, for many years, you think about Jennifer Lopez and how there were very few Latinos or Latinas who were in the limelight, and so we would gravitate to some of these, these you know, heavy hitters. Yeah. And I think that Momoa is one of those guys that kind of represents that, especially if you want to get very specific in the Hawaiian community. Um, I don't want to downplay, uh, you know, his role in in Hollywood and in this community. And you know, when we think of Mamoa, I, I love that he's he's a guy that we can already place him in so many different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can just he has a whole list whole list of them, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to that at some point here. But um, I want to talk a little bit about his background. Uh, according to one online publication. Uh, the Indian country today. Momoa is an indigenous man. His father is native Hawaiian. And as he has stated in interviews, his mother is has Pawnee ancestry. Pawnee. Mm. Is that, mm. that's, uh, isn't that the, uh, in Parks and Rec? The town oh, yeah. <laughs> named after the, the Pawnee tribe. And Absolutely. By the way, if you want little like tidbits of commentary on, on, on Native Americans, like, Parks and Rec will sprinkle, mm. you know, sprinkle that out throughout the show. I want to talk a little bit later about his protests on, on the, uh, in Hawaii against a telescope that they were building um, to kind of highlight a little bit more about who he is as an activist as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, despite his tough exterior, there is a sweetness about Mamoa. Now, Donnie, we watched this a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. There's a video on YouTube. If you have not seen this video, do yourself a favor. Aww. Look it up. It's Jason Momoa as Aquaman sending a birthday video to Dwayne 
Johnson's daughter because apparently her favorite superhero is Aquaman. Mm. And her reaction at the end of the video, how would you describe her reaction, Donnie? Uh, pure joy. The the excitement of a child seeing their hero and saying something like directly to them for them was just the the, the cutest bit of, of happiness um ever. And she's such a cute she's such a she, cute little girl. Yeah, I mean maybe what, three years old or something? Yeah, she's tiny. Three, yeah. maybe four. Oh my goodness. But yes, you're right. Adorable and her reaction equally as adorable. Absolutely. So if you want to smile today, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like you just need a pick me up video, that's the video to Google and watch. You will For not sure. be sorry. For sure. Um, hey Donnie, what is your favorite Jason Momoa role and why? Oh, you know, I'm so glad you asked role and not movie because my favorite uh, oof, this is this is a, a close one two for me. Okay. I would say um man, if if I had to pick like an absolute favorite, I might go with Game of Thrones, Khal Drago. Khal Drogo. Um, Come on. Khal Drogo. I apologize. Khal Drogo. <laughs> I you know the, the everything about Game of Thrones for me is is such um it, it's one of the greatest shows of all time from uh writing casting directing uh makeup hair uh clo- you know like everything was just absolutely stellar so and and, and the role that, and the role that he plays of course um being kind of more of an indigenous individual who is incredibly massively just powerful like power beyond power at one point they make reference to in in the show he has really long hair and they say um essentially whenever um a a person loses a fight their hair gets cut and Mm. his hair had never been cut Mm. so he's just like the baddest dude around so for sure that's that's probably up there and then um there's a, a show on on apple tv called C S E E what a wonderful yeah i like watching that 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 show with my eyes closed cuz <laughs> i'm i'm trying to get a a more immersive experience <laughs> for those of you who have not seen it it's essentially a post apocalyptic world in which everybody has lost their sight and if anyone um is even thought to have sight they're essentially a heretic and the powers that be uh, think that like these heretics deserve to die. Yeah. So the, the that the world was ruined by sighted people, and now the unsighted it's it's like their time to to rule. Um. So Jason Momoa's role again, he's just this uh, yeah. powerful leader, um, super intuitive, loves his family deeply, great writing. the The premise is just so interesting. So. Those, yeah. those two would, would probably be my favorite. How about you? Your favorite Momoa role? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed him as Aquaman. I thought he was hilarious and oh, um, yeah. I enjoyed that. But I do, like, in terms of depth, that that show C is pretty intense. Him yeah. as a, kind of that father figure. What, what I'll say about this, it, he takes a lot of roles where, where he is playing kind of this this uh, tribal type of character. And which I find interesting, Conan the Barbarian in Game of Thrones, even Aquaman in some ways. In Dune, he's a guy that befriends the desert people mm-hmm. and sea as well. So I find it interesting that the roles that he takes kind of helps, like he feels comfortable in, in those roles that are, are, that represent kind of that outsider, the mm-hmm. tribal outsider who is, who is trying to, to make a mark in, in the world. Yeah, you know that it's interesting that you say that because even thinking to uh what would be, you know, his big Hollywood blockbuster role of Aquaman, mm-hmm. he that mestizaje is thoroughly all the way through who he yes. is. He's got um a white princess from the sea mother Nicole and Kidman, yep. a brown uh ethnic father from the land. Like what a mix yes, of Boba these two worlds. Yeah, exactly. Boba Fett's his dad, and and his mom is um, Nicole Kidman. I guess yeah. Yeah, she uh, 
just uh, such a that's so very interesting and and incredibly powerful to be able to use your platform and uh to be able to usher in things that are important to you your heritage your mixedness i think for us that that's also important that's why we one of the main reasons why we do the show is yeah. to talk about that mixedness and how it impacts storytelling and how it impacts our world and the benefit that that mixedness brings to our lives and to the silver screen nailed it holla all right so the other pacific islander or polynesian that we want to discuss during this show is of course Dwayne the rock johnson arguably one of the most beloved actors in hollywood right now he is just so charismatic I'm trying Such to do the eyebrow guy. thing. Y'all, y'all can't see it, but if you can hear Robert's eyebrow My going eyebrow. up right now in the Dwayne The Rock Johnson fashion. Um, just a little bit about The Rock. He was born Dwayne Douglas Johnson, 1972, in Hayward, California. His mother, Ada Johnson, uh, Samoan, and his father, a former professional wrestler, Rocky Johnson, was black. His grandfather, Peter... Mava was also a professional wrestler, and his grandmother, Leah, was the first pre- female pro wrestling promoter, uh, taking over Polynesian Pacific Pro Wrestling after her husband's death in 1982. If you've seen the show Young Rock on on wherever, I, I watched it on Hulu. It's a good one. It's such a good it's show. A, it's a fun show for sure. It's If you haven't seen it, it's basically him growing up. He goes by the nickname Dewey. Like, who would have known The Rock would be <laughs> go by the nickname Dewey? Um, it's, I'm, it's, I'm not calling him Dewey <laughs> if I meet him. Ever. Hey, Dewey. <laughs> um, but if you haven't seen the show, please give it a watch. It's so great. It's kind of staged in the future um, where uh, The Rock, yeah, like, he's whatever. Like, he's running for some office. What is he running President. for? Is he running for president? Yes. <laughs> This might be. I don't pay attention to that part. <laughs> He's this, talking to people fast forward. Just get to the. Listen, life. if Arnold, if Arnold Schwarzenegger can be governor of California, surely Dwayne the Rock Johnson can be president oh, of the United oh. States. If Trump 100%. can be president, oh, 100%. the Rock can be president. Yes, oh. for sure. Um, We're going to look back on this show and say it was prophetic. No, I mean, I feel like that's literally he's just putting that into the yeah. world, he, and he, he's going to. Yeah, run. he's preparing us. He's preparing us. He's saying. So that when he runs, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like the show. Oh, he could do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's 2032. So he's got, you know, whatever, 10 years to to get his, his, uh, this is brilliant. his base built. This is yeah. brilliant. It is brilliant. I'm this is for his the campaign rock. right now. <laughs> 10 years out. 10 years in wow. the making. Okay. So The Rock, he played so- college football at the University of Miami, wanted to go pro but went undrafted when he graduated in 1995. Um, he did play pro ball in Canada for about a year. Eh. Yeah. And then and then he transitioned to the wonderful world of wrestling. So he was a WWE wrestler for about eight years. Made his debut, interestingly, as Rocky Mavia, which was the co- a combo of his uh, his father and his grandfather's names. But then about 97, 98, he began calling himself the rock. the rock the rock um his his um uh, journey into hollywood um started about uh i want to say 2000 somewhere around there the late 90s early 2000s uh with the role the mummy returns um during his time in hollywood he's become one of the world's highest grossing and highest paid actors it's amazing According to Forbes in 2019 and 2020, he was the highest paid man. actor. Oh, yeah. The man for Um, He, you know, is it his personality? Is it the brand that he's built over time? Uh, I'm sure there's, yes. there's tons of things that go into All his success. Uh, his films have grossed billions of dollars. In fact, his average film grosses over $300 million. Um, and into, Pretty good. And, yeah, and in addition to film, he also does shows. So the Young Rock that I referred to, uh, a show called Ballers, uh, which is on HBO, uh, kind of racy, super interesting. 
um, and several other shows like the Titan Games, where he hosts kind of um, athletes that uh, not professional athletes, but just kind of people. Yeah. Um, and it's very entertaining. I right. really like the show. I was like, oh, this is so cool. In addition to uh, being in Hollywood and and all of the acting prowess that he does, if that wasn't enough, because in some years he's releasing two, three films and doing shows on the side. He's got to be so incredibly busy. He's also an entrepreneur, which I absolutely love about him. Like, yes, you could stop at doing one thing or, you know, be like, here, this is my thing. And and I think this harkens back to our last, our last episode with uh, J-Lo. Season two, episode five. The I think one of the common denominators with the, these two people is they just move. There's always something new on the horizon, some new thing, initiative, something that they're getting their hands into. Yeah, you're like you said earlier. Like he he's becoming a brand unto himself. So he's not he's not confined to you know to one avenue. Because yeah. like if his movies tend to dip or whatever, then he's mm-hmm. going to have his hand in other things. Absolutely. Like I said, president. (laughs) Give it, give him 10 years and he's taken over the country. I love it. Um, As an entrepreneur, he has a tequila line, uh, Terramena. In 2021, it broke all records in the spirits spirits industry as having sold the most within the first year, Uh, more than 600,000 cases. I I want, I I would love to run a survey, you know, for, for all those who bought tequila like why oh why did it break the record because because of his name 100 percent. Okay. no no 100 percent. i mean okay. i bought a bottle of terramano because it was the rocks tequila i mean it's good but is it the best tequila out there i'm sure you know there's there's better but it's delicious and the rock drinks it so i want to drink it moving on zoa energy drink uh Aims to be in like 70,000 stores or something by the end of this year. The fastest growing energy drink. Just another thing that he does. And then the last thing is Rock. Um, the Rock is, has been signed with Under Armour for a while now. He has a collection uh, of clothing called Seven Bucks Story Collection. And now just recently under Project Rock has become the official footwear partner of the UFC. So if you're familiar with MMA and the UFC, uh, the rock and Dana who's over the UFC go like way back. And so they just formed this partnership, uh, within the past, I want to say six months. So just a whole bunch of different things from again, spirits, energy drinks, um, athletic wear. And these are all like stemming from kind of who he is like, again, kind of going back to, um, uh, conversations that we had prior to the show, the rock is unashamedly and unabashedly him. He's like, I am, I am me and I'm going to press into all that is me. And I won't, I won't, uh, conform to any boxes or, um, anything that any exec says I need to look like or, or be like. Yeah. So with all this stuff that that he has going on, we're going to get to the keys to his success in just a little bit in the show, because I think it's so important to like the fabric of of who he is and his DNA. Um, But before we do, let's press rewind and look back at the career of The Rock. Okay, so one interesting thing that I found was an interview that he did with Vanity Fair. And... Y'all, we're going to we're going to give you guys a couple of different videos to watch of the rock. So, first is the Aquaman and Rock's daughter. It's adorable. That Rob talked about just a little bit ago. Super cute. Super super adorable. Uh, but the second are these interviews that he recently did with Vanity Fair. Um in that interview with Vanity Fair, the Rock said this. A few years into my Hollywood career, I was told that I had to lose weight, change my eating habits, diet, couldn't go to the gym as much. I really had to slim down. I had to not reference the name The Rock, not mention or reference the world I was proud to come from, the world of professional wrestling. At that time, when there was no blueprint for someone who looked like me, half black, half Samoan, you buy into that 
Gaka. You know what I don't like about that, by the way, is that there have been wrestlers in Hollywood in the past who are asked to kind of lean into that. Andre mm-hmm. the Giant. You know, you think about the Princess Bride. I think they, they yeah. in the credits, he's Andre the Giant. Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan had some movies. But they were white. Exactly. Or at least they're, you know, they're lighter. I don't know what uh, if Andre the Giant maybe has a Mediterranean something. But, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, their skin was white. They didn't yep. have the a big black dude. Right. Where the color of your skin, you know, can be offensive to an entire industry. It's like, oh, this guy can't carry a movie. You're not Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or whoever. Um, so in that interview, he went on to share that he decided um, that he was just going to be himself. And once he found clarity and authenticity in that, both industries, the wrestling and Hollywood, conformed to him and allowed him to be him. Um, he notes that when that that's when things really changed for him. So, Rob, looking at The Rock, would you ever think someone like him would be told that like he needed to change his look? Is that surprising at all to you? You know, when you frame it the way that you framed it earlier, I can see that it's it's weird now because he is is so likable mm-hmm. and so popular. But and and one thing that is annoying is that it's only because he's so likable and so popular that he's not asked to continually change. Mm. Because once they see, oh, okay, people like this, because Hollywood is in my opinion, Hollywood has no agendas. They are just, and maybe their agendas just make money and, and kind of go with whatever, whatever is popular. They're mm-hmm. going to make movies and, and projects about, about those things. And so they kind of go with all the different trends that, that we see. And with the rock, he's kind of a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. So if he's on the front end of that, I can see how they are, are afraid because because they're not about just risking risking everything to make these grand points because there's a lot of money involved in these movies so you know they've kind of they did a little bit of 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 testing right early on with the mummy uh returns mm-hmm. and those kinds of things to see how he's received but um but yeah i i can i can see that just kind of looking through the lens of hollywood and how they think and and how he's this big, huge dude, um, which is which is sad, right? I mean, because it goes back down to the point of of what is marketable is is really what is visually uh, mm. uh, acceptable in in our eyes. And we've talked about this in so many different ways, and with with so many of the different um, you know uh, artists that we talked about last season, where. Um, we see too many of the same type of people in Hollywood, body type, skin color. And, and that's why we do the show to highlight those who are different and who are making a difference in, in terms of changing the, the culture and the landscape of, of these, you know, of Hollywood. Yeah. It's, it's actually now, you know, surprising to see such diversity on screen and, um, you know, Whereas before it would have been like, oh, you know, let's look for the one Latina or Latino in the movie. If we get mm-hmm. that, if we even get the one or the one black person in the film. Now it's entire Now we're stories. getting Encanto. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. And so it's like, oh, this is so beautiful to see. This is, what what an applaud um, yeah. an applause to um, to Hollywood finally being open maybe is the word or or individual you know talented people finally having opportunity yeah to you know to write to direct um to animate just very cool so the rock uh he did have some box office bombs proving that he is human after all. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that's consistent across each of our episodes and each person that we highlight is that they all face some sort of obstacles, some difficulties. Um, things don't always uh, work out well for them. Um, so an interesting note or rule of thumb is a movie must earn twice its budget to be profitable. So if you spend a million dollars on it, 
need to at least make two in order to, for it to be profitable. Right, because um, of all the advertisement. Because what uh, what doesn't go into those budget costs that that we see when, when we see the budget uh, line, that's only mm-hmm. production. You know, uh, wh- whatever salaries, you know, acting, yeah, all that, yeah. all that good stuff. What we don't see is advertisement, which they spend a lot in. Yeah. So films like The Rundown, Doom, Walking Tall, Gridiron Gang, Southland Tales, and even Baywatch would be considered box office bombs. They didn't yeah. meet the mark of what uh, a good movie needs to to be to be profitable. Uh, but some films that, that I do want to discuss, uh, like one would be Scorpion King, 2002. It was his first leading role. Wow, that was 20 years ago. That's not yeah. even that long ago. Um, but in that role, again, uh, kind of a, a spinoff from The Mummy Returns, he's able to come in and um, really lead the way. Right. One of the, the first big mm-hmm. films where um, it made a lot of money was The Fast Five in 2011. Rob, are you a fan of The Fast and the Furious? And are you a fan of The Rock's role in The Fast series? Well, you're saying this to get me in trouble with Ricky Badia, um, who is. I'm surprised he hasn't. I'm surprised he doesn't have an entire podcast just the fast dedicated and to the Fast yeah, and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. They're 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 fine. I, I they're fine. Ricky, I'll, get them. Listen, I I mean, I, I, I don't hate I them. But I'm not. I'm not going back to them and rewatching a bunch of times. Um, and the rock, the rock in it is good. I mean, obviously, I think he he elevates it when he's in it. I, not to say I think some of the earlier Fast Fast and Furious movies were really good with without the rock. Um, but yeah, I think adding the rock into it is just adding talent. So I really enjoyed them. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's so you know when he rips off, rips a t- the cast off his arm, and he's like, "That's it. I'm going in." It's, you know, when he's doing crazy stunts yeah. that are just over the top. Um, Gets a little cheesy. Yeah. No, like I that. love that, though. That's that's kind of what I, what I want to yeah, see. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. Yeah. I don't can. remember what your question was. I, I enjoyed him in that. <laughs> the best of, uh, you can't beat the entertainment value of a good Fast and Furious film. No. And absolutely right. The, the Rock helped catapult the film series into one of the top grossing movie franchises in history you can't take it away from the fast series it just was a huge money maker i'll say this he is he kind of steals the spotlight whenever he walks into any scene Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you put him up next to anybody in the fast and the furious he's not only is his big not only is he this big imposing guy um, again, he has that charisma that outshines literally everybody in that cast. Absolutely. So, that's Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, I think, I mean, we'll get to that in just a Jesus. second. Yeah, Jason Statham. Like, I, I love their chemistry. And even though, yes, Rock is such a big personality, I think Jason Statham does his thing and holds his own. And um, I, I love the Polynesian culture that they introduced in that film. And I know for The Rock, it was a huge responsibility. Like, don't mess it up. Everything's got to mm-hmm. be right. Um, but just uh, what a celebration and a cool opportunity for him to put the Polynesian culture on full display on a huge yeah. blockbuster hit. Yeah. Uh, some other uh, notables um, ballers, which again started in about 2015, ran through five seasons. Um, Fast and the Furious seven in 2015, the 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 single film grossed 1.5 billion dollars. Billion. So I mean, obviously, it's the the highest mm-hmm. grossing film in the franchise. Yeah. But yikes when you're when you're able to to bring that buying power it really solidifies who you are in hollywood it's like okay this this is you know this is serious now yep uh 2016 we had central intelligence with him and kevin hart super funny super hilarious um 2016 let's talk about moana so we discussed moana in uh season one season one episode nine we talked about lin-manuel miranda 
who wrote, I think, the majority of the score for Moana. Thoughts on the Polynesian storytelling and um, Maui and and the rock's role as Maui. And um, for the first time, we hear him singing uh, a full, you know, sound, like part of a soundtrack yeah. of a film. Just thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, w- what I do like is that they kind of base the character after him. Looks like him, right? Mm-hmm. Does the eyebrow, the eyebrow. Yeah, thing yeah, thing. absolutely. But I love the idea that, of, of him just stepping into this movie and bringing his culture to the world of Disney animated movies. And so, again, this is, this is just an opportunity for him to show off his culture and to bring awareness to some of the traditions of his culture via animated movie. Yeah, and there's so many other films that we could talk about. The Jumanji series. There's uh, the Red Notice that came out on on Netflix not too long ago. The Jungle Cruise, where The Rock actually plays a Latino. I don't know that he's ever played a Latino before, but it was uh, awesome. I think his name was like Fernando or Francisco or something like that. I was like, oh, this is very cool. Uh, but just the 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 far reach, the work ethic, the talent. I'm so sad you saw that. <laughs> I actually really liked the Jungle Cruise. I thought it was pretty entertaining. But Rob, give us your thoughts on Momoa and The Rock. Yeah, what I really appreciate, like we've already referenced the fact that oh, that Momoa sent the birthday wish to The Rock's daughter. Mm. So Momoa participated in protests against the building of the 30-meter telescope in Mauna Kea. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. But it's a holy spiritual site for Native Hawaiians. And uh, so the question is, why that location? Well, it's always the same reason. It's prime, It's a prime location. It's, it's in prime territory and gives amazing visibility due to its ideal conditions. It's uh, reminiscent, in my mind, to the carving of Mount Rushmore and the sacred land of mm-hmm. the Lakota tribe in South Dakota, a story that represents many stories in the dark history of this nation. Mm-hmm. And... It also is kind of that reminder of the colonization of of that island and that it was a once sacred land that is now owned by the United States. And therefore, when, when, you ha- when you feel like you have ownership, you feel like you can do whatever you'd like. And so he protested with, with many of the people and they protested doing um, different cultural dances and, and prayers and things like that. But what I appreciated about this is that it was not just him, but also The Rock, who went to high school in Honolulu. And uh, both of these guys joined the people and, and kind of gave their support. And they are both people who, who want to highlight the struggles of the Hawaiian and Polynesians in, in this world, really. And the idea that they have to protect their sacred land. According to The Rock... Concerning this telescope, he says the bottom line is this. It's more than just a telescope being built. It's humanity. It's human beings whose hearts are hurting. He wants the leaders to pause and take a breath because there's always another solution. You know, instead of building the telescope, is there another way that you can get this research? All in all, he stands in solidarity with his people. So I love that. You have these two icons, and of course, The Rock is far beyond Jason Momoa. Momoa is known, and he has, and he's well accomplished on his own. But I love that they stand in solidarity with with one another. Mm-hmm. So these guys are not really in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. Rather, they are united to bring awareness and 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 bring their culture to the forefront. That's awesome. And lastly, they're using their fame not just to promote themselves, but to speak up for those who don't have a voice. Mm. Awesome. Man, Rob, thank you for sharing that. I love when we, just people, can use our time, our talents, our whatever platform we have, whether it's our social media account or something like a podcast or just even our social capital to share with others what's important to us and, and change, I hopefully, the, our communities and even the world. I, I think that's really beautiful. 
Yeah, definitely. Donnie, I have a question for you. Who's had a bigger impact on Hollywood, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Dwayne Johnson? And the reason I think these two are often compared to each other, because when you think of the 90s, Mm. the action star slash he he was in a lot of comedies as well. He's all around popular actor. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Would you say The Rock is similar to to his type of, of, of role in our modern day? Yes. Who's the bigger? That it's, Who's had the bigger impact, I should say. See, obviously, you know, we could talk now who has the bigger impact or the more relevance. Now it would be The Rock. That's because, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is what, seventy something and Yeah. I mean I mean in the in the scope uh, of history. I know you are. Oh man. So I I, I I don't know that I could say that one has made a bigger impact than the other because like you said they're so similar in their career, like trajectories, even them being like kind of these huge, massive, uh, you know, super muscly guys and then taking on these very active roles. So if you think back to Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in films like The Terminator or series like The Terminator, uh, Total Recall and and many other. I Kindergarten Cop, <laughs> Twins. <laughs> Um, what what's the uh, other one? He did two with Danny DeVito. He did Twins, and then he also did the Christmas one. Was that Danny DeVito as well? I'm not sure. Well, yeah, Jing- was a Jingle, Jingle All the Way. All the way. Is that what you're referring mm-hmm. to? Yeah. No, there was another a famous one. Oh, I know what it was. Was wasn't Danny DeVito in Junior? Or am I wrong? Ooh, where, where I'm not sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger was was pregnant. Oh, um, oh, what was the name of that film? Junior. It, was that it? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious! I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yep. Danny DeVito's in it. Oh yeah. So Matt, so then, anyway, yeah. This is this is what I'm saying. Like he wasn't just this action star. He was For in sure. comedies, and he's done some more dramatic things as time went time went on. Yeah, yeah. But he kind of changed the landscape, right? For like an action star. I was. And, and I he, he, he kind of became larger than the, the roles that he was taking on, and he became. He he was he was like that name Arnold Schwarzenegger's in the movie. People are rushing to the theater to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, even well into you know his whatever sixties or I don't know if he, he was in even in his seventies with the Expendables, but that was still <laughs> they did their thing. I was like, okay, old timers over here. So I don't think I could pick one over the other because growing up um, in the nine, you know, I was a teenager in the nineties and I loved Arnold Schwarzenegger and what he brought to Hollywood and film. So I. I wouldn't be able to pick. Can you pick one or the other? Would you say one has had a greater impact? I recognize Schwarzenegger's contribution, and I think that he helped he helped kind of reshape and reframe this idea of of almost like what an actor can be in Hollywood in terms of, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe an action star. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. I do also appreciate what The Rock has done. I don't know. They're they're very comparable. It's hard to say which one has more of an impact, and yeah. that's why I threw it out there because I think it's a hard question. Oh, it's so hard. And then you and I add think you'll to have that people who are very passionate on either side of this absolutely. Well, then you add to that the immigrant piece of Arnold Schwarzenegger right. um, being an immigrant in and to the U.S. and having that uphill battle, like. It isn't perfect English that he speaks and he does have an accent and, you know, so for him, what were the, the struggles and the, where was the uphill climb that he had to face? I would imagine mm-hmm. that was there for him as well. Very interesting. Very interesting mm-hmm. question. That uh, takes us to the part of our show that we like to call fast forward. In this segment, we anticipate upcoming projects of The Rock, as well as talk about projects that we'd love to see him in. So I, I'll go first. I'm super excited for Black Adam. Black Adam, <laughs> not just Adam. Black Adam. I wanted to say. I wanted to say it with you. <laughs> oh my bad. Black. Okay. Ad- One, two, three. Black. Black ad- <laughs> You're terrible. You I said one, two, three, and, and and you didn't. Okay. But I was like, wait, oh. do it again, do it again, do it again. Okay. One, two, three. Black Adam. Black Adam. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. You're. You, you know what? You're an antihero. You're. No wonder you're looking forward to this movie. You're a villain. Oh my goodness. You're, I'm the Shazam. You're, you're the Black Adam. Fired. Holy smokes. 
that I am I am really excited about this movie as well. I know, right? I I, I mean, obviously, long overdue. Like, how, long how has overdue. Not been in a comic book movie. How has he not already been a superhero? He's always always doing these superhuman things. If you think yeah, Furious, exactly. if you know whatever, even the Jumanji films is like, what? How in the hell <laughs> did he do that? Like, so cool. Um, so I'm I'm very excited, even though um the the role is more villainous i'm still i'm super mm-hmm. duper stoked to see him oh and, yeah and and i'm not a huge shazam fan so, <laughs> so really in, in this regard whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. and what? and maybe it's the guy that they defend cast, yourself maybe it's the guy that they cast to play shazam perfect really i i thought he was just kind of he he was from the show was it chuck or something yep. like that mm-hmm. okay so i'm used to him in that role then uh, he's not like superheroish to That's me. That's what actors do, Donnie. At all. Y- yeah, but you kind of take sometimes you you get pigeonholed into a role and then people start to expect to see you a certain way. So, you know, typically villains are villains and heroes are heroes and those You are the expect roles that they to see take. him a certain way. Yeah. Hello. It's you, Donnie. You're no. holding him down. He- <laughs> You're holding down Shazam. <laughs> no, I I I think he I, I don't think his acting chops was, was up to par for me in, in the movie Shazam. You know, I relate to that movie because I do feel like I'm a kid trapped in, <laughs> you know, an adult. It's not about relating to the movie, body. though. It's more about the performance of the actor. He didn't sell I, it for me. I loved it. I loved it. Wow. I'm so upset. I kind of just want to end the podcast right <laughs> at this moment. If only I wanted to watch it again and give it another shot, but I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I'm good if if I well, never what? if I You're never see um, a grown man in red tights again, I will be uh, better for it. Well, have fun watching Black Adam and, and not seeing Shazam. <laughs> oh man! Well, yeah. hopefully Black Adam beats him up. Okay. <laughs> Anywho's, how about you? Fast forward. What are you? Yes. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Or or what kind of films did, would you like to see The Rock in? I'm just going to go again with my typical answer. I would love to see a, a, a team up uh, with with Momoa. Ooh, I think yes. Momoa is hilarious as well. So I think those mm-hmm. two guys would make a great movie. I know. I think it was Dave Bautista that that threw out the idea that that Momoa and he would do like a remake of of Lethal Weapon. Hmm. I'm not looking for a remake necessarily. I like something fresh and new, but something where mm-hmm. those two guys are like action mm-hmm. kind of maybe like a, a a buddy cop type of movie yeah I, I, i'm not i'm not 100 sure but something in that way and then also set also set in um the pacific islands one of the pacific oh, islands yeah, yeah 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 so a movie that kind of just takes place there and mm-hmm. maybe it is like in hawaii maybe it's like a cop movie yeah samoa yeah that would be awesome Agreed. I like those so much. So finally, we press pause to reflect, give our final takes, and highlight recurring themes in the life and career of The Rock. So Rob, take it away. So I have a friend. His name is Kainoa, and he is of Hawaiian ancestry. And we've we've had some really great conversations over the last couple of years as he's kind of been on a journey to discover more about his culture and, and going deeper into that. Um, so I asked him a little bit about about this because I know he's a huge Momoa fan and excited again for, because of that representation piece. And he says that it's no mystery, you know, that um, that there's misrepresentation in Hollywood when it comes to the native peoples, including Pacific Islanders, and that they're often cast as the side characters. They're not the focal point of the story. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're the setting, but they're mm-hmm, not. Mm-hmm. But they're not uh, focused on. But to see people like Jason Momoa, The Rock, Kelly Hugh, Tamara Morrison, if if you know that's um, Boba Fett, Taika oh, Waititi, yeah. director in the Marvel Universe, and others as main characters, there's a sense of pride that I feel. This is these are his words: mm. pride that I'm being represent, uh, pride that I'm being represented or being seen by all, and that my people are not just a past people group um, that's long gone from today. Let me read that again. Pride that I'm being represented or being seen by all 
and that my people are not just a past people group that is long gone from today. You know, it's interesting, Donnie, that I, I grew up, this is kind of shifting a little bit here, but I grew up with this weird thought that Native Americans don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt like that's how it was framed in my history books. And I think Kainoa feels that way about Pacific Islanders, like that their culture no longer exists. Mm. He says, while Moana is a movie I enjoy a lot, it represents where Polynesians have come from. But the Polynesian actors of today that I've mentioned represent the beauty of our islands in the modern day and voice our struggle to hold on to our history, our language, Mm. and who we are as a people. Finally, they show us that we are of many islands, Hawaii, Samoa, Tonga, New Zealand, and others. We are connected to one another and we support each other. In the words of Uncle Aquaman, as he says, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, we as Polynesians are not separated by land, but we are all connected by water. Aww. I really like those insights. Um, and as we were preparing this episode, I had kind of in mind a lot because I feel the weight and the gravity of the success of these actors mm-hmm. and how their success, their failure would mean really again, another kind of silencing of their culture in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Donnie, what are some final thoughts that you have? Man, thank you to, and it's Kainoa, that's how you... It is. Yep. Yeah. And he's a, a grad of Moody, right? He is, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I think I remember him. So if he, if you're listening to the show, thank you so much for your thoughts. And I love that quote from Uncle Aquaman. <laughs> that instead of seeing like the glasses half empty, that the glasses half full, it's not we're not disconnected, but we are connected, connected by, by water. water. That's, yeah, that's really beautiful. That's, that's a beautiful. Yeah, that is a beautiful statement. Uh, my final thought on the rock it would be this: He's known as La Roca, Scorpion King, Luke Hobbs, the Tooth Fairy, the People's Elbow, Maui, Doctor Bravestone, Robert Weirdict. For those of you that remember, King Brahma. Oh. Crypto, Mitch Buchanan, the the sexiest man alive from People Magazine, one of the world's most influential people from Time Magazine, and as of this summer, Black Adam. Black Adam! Earlier in the show, I said I would share what The Rock has said are his keys to success, and here's a couple things that he noted. One is that he surrounds himself with quality people, and what he Mm -hmm. means when he says quality people is that these individuals share the same values or principles that he does. He Another thing he says is be good to people, treat people well and make them feel good. And one of the things that of that treating people well, uh, the phrases that he says is this, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. I'll say that again. It's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And I love the sentiment of that kindness that he brings. And it seems that he brings, you know, with him in every video, in every interview, in every interaction. He's just this hugely kind, um, uh, sweet almost person. A couple more things. He says, think big, think outside the box and be disruptive with your thought. This actually reminded me a lot of J-Lo in that, you know, mm. she's, again, just always pushing the boundaries of what she's doing. Like, okay, let me try yeah. this. Let me go here. Let me, you know, have a concert. Let me have, you know, whatever. Just think big and don't limit yourself. Um, another they thing. They make is, you pay attention in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, okay, I'm going to keep changing it up and, and let's see what happens. Um, two more things that he says. One is the impossible is possible. It's just nobody has figured out a pathway. Hmm. And his last thing, which um, he says literally like all the time, is walk the walk. Um, you know, this is the way. <laughs> so many of us can, you know, talk a good game, but instead of talking about things, just do things. Like, all right, you've been wanting to take that trip for how long? do it. You've been wanting to send that letter or send that text or reach out to that person or write a book or start that business or fill in the blank. Yeah. Do it. Just start moving. Yeah. There's that, I think it's a proverb, I forget, um, that says, try not 
do or do not, there is no try. For you Star Wars fans, you know that that's Robert quoting Yoda. Oh, yeah, I forget where I heard it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Love it. Thank you, Master Yoda. Uh, so looking back over the career of The Rock, he is a game changer. I think we would all agree that, you know, he has blazed trails um, for Samoans, for Hawaiians, all Pacific Islanders. Um, he's a champion for those who don't fit the Hollywood look. Um, he is the epitome of being his authentic self and in doing so stands out from the rest. Uh, what the rock did was carved out a place in Hollywood that only he can fill. So to all those like me and like the rock who don't fit the mold, who have been told you're too loud, too talkative, too big, too opinionated, too, you fill in the blank. Ugly. Keep, <laughs> keep being we'll your authentic later. self. And carve out a place that only you can fill. So this is where we press stop. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Mixed Take. If you enjoyed it, please give us five stars on Apple Podcast or wherever you tune in. Also head over to worldoutspoken.com, a site preparing the Mestizo Church for cultural change, where you'll find information on consulting services, thought-provoking blog posts, and other great podcasts such as The Feature, Questions from the Pew, the brand new podcast, La Ventanita, and the one and only Mestizo Podcast, the show for the mixed people of the mixed church. Check out amazing articles like Is Your Bible Anti-Black, The Grace of Babel, and Seeing Jesus in the Invisible. Those are provocative but great articles, Mm -hmm. by the way. Special thanks to our producer in the back, trying to distract us with her chats, (laughs) Michelle Perez. Also, thanks to Emmanuel Padilla and the World Outspoken crew. We hope you join us again as we continue to dive like Aquaman into the depths of the world of culture, influence, and content creators. Until next time. Cut. It's a wrap.